on this week's episode of Dinner with Pop. A beloved guest returns to discuss Russell Westbrook, specifically his press conferences, and specifically the one he had on November 21st, 2021. Um, the Warriors are good and I'm scared of them. I watched the highlights from the Clippers game, like right before coming uh, on here. Yeah. And, um, I'm afraid that the 79 and three Warriors are back. Uh, let's uh, go around the horn thoughts. What, this what, is the ESPN show around the horn. What's scary about that to you? Do you think this team, do you think it's more impressive now that it's not like Kevin Durant on that team or Clay Thompson? A little bit. And Clay's coming back. I mean, it's just like Steph Curry being the greatest basketball player alive but okay i agree but now that i think about it here we go (laughs) also i I, the exact moment when the warriors were like the prime team is when i fell off of paying attention to basketball like Mm -hmm. so i don't have an attachment to them but it's boring it's almost boring how good they are no, it is not. Oh it is God. absolutely. It is, it is absolutely not. They are the Terminator. It is I insane. Am, it. I watch the highlights and I'm like, it's cool. And then I watch the same highlights for the next game and I'm like, this is. I'm not surprised anymore. It's not like fun to watch. I don't know. There's something about it where like <laughs> Steph Curry has a kill switch and it, he just like he does. goes I, into murder mode and um, it's a bloodbath. I I, th- I think the uh, the Steph Curry stuff is uh, it's like yeah he, he, you expect him to like make all those threes now like he he'll like pull up from anywhere but I really like this team because they were garbage two years ago yes and I think so, this like, is weirdly like a Warriors team that I can root for because they like spent some time in the gutter and now Steph, they're back. Steph injected each of these guys with like his own little DNA. And like, now they're all going psycho out there. I know Jordan Poole is also making like not so deep threes. Not that like he kind of always was too, that he was like splash brother junior, but like, it is just like built around this, like Andrew Wiggins. Yes. I like, I like Wiggins, but I just feel like every highlight is just Steph doing the same shit. And I'm like, I get it. You're you're good. Like I don't know. It, it's like candy it, to me. I don't know. I think I was like I was feeling that in the beginning where I was like Jesus Christ, they need to they need to relax. But now I'm like, okay, give me the game where the fucking Timberwolves beat the 76ers by one point in double overtime. Like that's the oh, game I want to watch. That's fair. That's fair. That's what I want to watch. Is- I want to see the Lakers lose to the Kings. In triple overtime. That game was so... I only watched the highlights of it, but I was like, what the fuck is even going on? That was like a game that I experienced through Twitter where people were just like, this is still happening. And I was... I think I was cooking. And I was like, how is this still happening? (laughs) I think I rewatched the... um, I think I texted you guys this, but I rewatched the Pacers. Yeah. Like normal rerun of the or normal rebroadcast of the game because i was at home i knew the outcome i knew wait which game the oh the pacers lakers lakers pacers the day before Mm -hmm. i knew the outcome i knew that like lebron fucking like turned it on in the last like whatever 10 minutes of the game and still i was so invested in this game and it was stressing me out so much because oh yeah the ball just would not go in for like three minutes. Like it yeah. just would not go in. And I was like, I know what happens. I know the outcome of this game. I know that LeBron does his like celebration and I know he kicks fans out. Like I understand. And it just, 
that's the game I want to see. Like, I know that the Warriors are going to be the Warriors now, but I do understand because it's like they were bad a couple years ago and like they're going up and down. So it's fun. And like Curry is still like maybe not even in his prime yet. Like he still like has so much to do, but it's, it's boring. It's boring now. Wow. That's my, that's my agree to disagree. Catherine, you're you're the, you're the Stephen A. Smith of this podcast. No, this is also the most basketball talk show we've ever been where it's like actually being like Jordan Poole. (laughs) <laughs> like yes because we, we, we all we've all just watched the games over this week we're we're heads well, now reed told me once to my face that my opinions have no reasoning or some to something i think like, i said it on the podcast i think you said it to my or, face okay yeah you're right and then i said it again on the podcast <laughs> and again in the and podcast. now we're saying it a third time uh-huh. really rubbing it in and that. but i like it i genuinely do that you have these strongly held opinions that it's like you have your reasons for them and you are dedicated to them and uh, you stick to your guns. So respectful. Do, 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 do you respect Catherine's uh, take about the Warriors being boring? Mm, no, he does not. I respect it. I must. I must. Welcome to Dinner with Pop, the podcast where we two basketball fans learn everything we can about the past, present, and future of basketball in order to impress our dream dinner date, food and wine connoisseur and five-time NBA champ, Coach Greg Popovich. I'm Isaac Benavides, and this is my co-host, Reed O'Connor, and this is Catherine Leone the spiciest of takes havers in the world. Hello. Hi. Not true. Absolutely (laughs) not true. I'm sorry, Reed, for taking, for just No, it's okay. I kind of like when it's like... um, It was kind of weird hearing it in your voice. It's Jesus take the wheel. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't need it anymore. I don't need need control. This is therapy for me. Um, Catherine, real quick, according to your Twitter bio, you're the commissioner of the NBA. I am. Yeah. How are things going? It's going great. Uh, I'm doing a great job. Uh, everything I've enacted is happening. Um, um, are you using LeBron's fines to pay for luxury goods for yourself? Yes. That's good. All of, all of his fines that he's not um, receiving have been going directly into my pocket to fund everything. This That's podcast. Great. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Well, Thanks for slipping us a couple uh, so a couple bucks. Couple angel, in, angel investment in this podcast. Um, Real quick, uh, we're going to take a quick break. This podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Catherine Leone. Use promo code Catherine Leone to get 15% off of Catherine Leone. Thank you. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> it was a good ad break. We need like a Catherine, what 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 do we like call you like 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 Pascal Siakam is spicy P and like Kevin Durant is like Skeletor, whatever the fuck they call them these days. What we need, we need like, we need like a basketball nickname for you. Do you guys have one? No, but we could, we could work on that for yeah. ourselves or for, for you. For yourself. Um, I'll, I'd probably be like, um, I don't know, like Zany Zeke or something like that. I feel like you guys talked about this. This is how deep I am invested into this podcast is I think you guys had some kind of conversation like this in your test episode. Well, that, that means it's safe to talk about here because you're the only person who's yeah. heard that episode. I don't remember what I don't remember what we were saying. I can't remember specifically, but I feel like 
you talked about something similar to that. I could be wrong. I could be making it up. Well, you could dig it up in the archives. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll drop it here if I can find it. If I can't find it, um, I'll play uh, 30 seconds of a Beatles song. Great. <laughs> and risk getting uh, sued into oblivion. Um, I don't think I... You, Isaac, you started... You wanted to start calling me... K. Hey, because KD went by K, right? Yeah. Um, you've, you've, done you, it, you've only done it like once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here to say, wait, do you have a favorite number? Uh, 33. Okay, you're, you're, you're K33. <laughs> okay. K, Trey, Trey, um, L. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. going to workshop this, but... KD Trey 5, right? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, KD Trey 5. Yeah. But now um, that's what KD said. Wow, I just realized that the, that was 35. Sorry. And now he's a seven, so I don't even know. He's yeah. got to change his handle. <laughs> well, when um, you're, um, find some lotion, uh, change your Twitter handle. Wow. That's right. I, I did it. I did the conversation that everyone's having. It. I don't use lotion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, in solidarity with Kevin Durant, I'm coming out and saying that I also don't moisturize. So it's like, fine. KD, you're among friends. It's funny, though, because I remember when that tweet happened and one of you put it in the group chat. Yeah, and I did not know what he was me talking. Ne- no, me neither. And I, I quote tweeted it saying it was like slander against the podcast, but yep. it was just people making fun of. Um, and then, like, yeah, hours later, I was like, oh, that's what they're making fun yeah. of. <laughs> I texted Reed the next day, being like, that tweet was about his fucking ankles. <laughs> yeah, let's wait. Well, what is it for context? Uh, I want to pull it up. He was like. He was like, uh, I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to uh, start broke. using. Yeah. I'm about to pull my y'all broke card in a second. Fuck y'all. Did one of you already say that? Like verbatim? No, 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 I said it. Yes, we did, actually. Okay. We did? No. Um, um, fuck y'all is so funny. It is funny. As I said, I quote to you, I said, just another hater who doesn't believe at Bienvenidas and I are going to get dinner with Pop. Yeah, SMH. yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to go ahead and go like or retweet that tweet, feel free. You also, can also that, follow that, me. That, that tweet was doing numbers. Absolutely. I got eight likes. Or KD's tweet. KD got no, 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 152,000 no, no, no. likes. No, that your tweet. Oh, thank you. Uh, I like I like that KD's like kind of like tweeting like outside of a burner account now because now he's actually just being like, uh, I don't like you. I, I do like combative KD. Uh, he, he do whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it right after games. Yeah, I like it. Um, Catherine. As you know, we we like to ask each other what we've done for pop lately, but I figure it's uh, important to uh, ask you what you've done for pop lately. But specifically, I want to ask you about the sweater sweatshirt that you made for the Spurs game that you went to Reed and I with. That's what I was going to say. I made a shirt because you said you, Isaac said that he had merch for us or spurs merch for us to wear yeah and i said nope i'm going to wear a shirt that just says greg charles popovich yeah i didn't think it was going to actually happen she said he said to he isaac i keep forgetting that listeners can't tell i don't care about the listeners Isaac (laughs) isaac said Verbatim, I think to me, he was like, 
we all know what, you know, we know you're busy. I'm not expecting you to actually go through with this. And I was like, I went to Michael's like the next day yeah. and bought all the stuff. That's and I ironed on little letters that said, Greg Charles Popovich. I did go back and forth. If I was trying to write coach pop, I thought Greg Charles Popovich was funnier. I agree. It's a great I, shirt. Iron, thank you. I ironed it on. I did wear it the next day um, to work. Um, nobody commented on it at the game. <laughs> and I, was, I even like wore it. I mean, I was wearing a jacket, but I also like left it so that people could read it if they really wanted to. Um, but I did wear it and uh, I am going to make a little onesie for Megan and CJ, if you're listening to this, stop listening to it. But I'm going to make a little onesie that says that's like a Reggie Miller one for them. Nice. Uh Reggie Miller. But because Megan was like, I want one for the baby. And I was like, oh, I should make them a little Reggie Miller one. What would it say? Like, what's Reggie Miller's full name? It's like Reggie. I almost said Charles. (laughs) Can't be Charles. Everyone in basketball is actually middle name Charles. Steph Charles Curry, LeBron Charles James. Um, No one knows that. LeBron Charles James actually sounds right, but I don't think it is. Um, Reginald Wayne Miller. That's a great name. Very good. I like that Greg's first name is Greg. I always say Greg. I can't say Greg. I like that Coach Pop's first name is Greg. No Gregory. No Gregamund. Greg Alexander. Just Greg. I don't like that it's Greg with two Gs. Three Gs total. (laughs) Yeah, I had to buy two sets of letters. Oh no! Oh wow! Well, use the rest of them to say. Oh no! You got to get another set for. I uh, had to get a whole other set for Reginald Miller. Yeah. Um, G R E G G. Absurd. We we got to sell that. We got to sell the. Just get ready to make a lot of those shirts because we're going to sell them as merch. I'll I'll make each of you one of those. All right. Whoever you want on it. Could you imagine if we showed up to dinner with Pop and we're just wearing those? And it's like his like driver's license. It's got Greg Charles Popovich, and it's like his height, his weight, his address. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like on the back, like, uh, or I'm gonna request from Catherine on the back to write his like like Fifth Battalion U.S. Air Force number or something like that on there. Make like a dog tag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna request his allergies. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Shellfish, um, penicillin. <laughs> I do want, um, I do like that shirt and I think I will wear it. It's a good shirt. It. Um, but I do want a Phil Jackson related one. Um, there's this, I know this girl in Canada that makes like embroidered sweatshirts mm-hmm. and I've bought a bunch of stuff from her. And she's great. And she's, I was like, my dream one is to have like a crew neck sweater, like a oversized crew neck sweater with like a little embroidered basketball that says Phil Jackson. And then like the years that he's won his trophy oh, that's on good. the side. And I was like, Pauline, please, you have to make this for me. But I do. How many championships does Phil Jackson have? Six. Damn. He has Lakers no. ones too, doesn't he? Eleven. 11? No, hold on. Yeah. He has six from the Bulls and five from the Lakers. Is it true? Hold on. That is my, yeah, his book's called 11 Rings. I have Holy it. Holy shit. Phil Jackson Rings. 11, baby. That's my coach. That's my, that's my guy. 
Wait, hold on. Is this true? Hold yeah. on. I'm fact checking. What? I did. What, did you hold it? No, it's. I believe you. I just want to. I don't want to get it. This is a podcast about learning. You know, Catherine has left the podcast for the for the listener. Catherine has left in a rage. She's going to come back with the book, I'm sure, and it's going to say twelve rings, actually, not eleven. No, okay. Jackson's eleven NBA titles as coach surpassed the previous record of nine set by Red Auerbach. That's wow. Wikipedia. We're still um, waiting for Catherine to return. Well, Catherine's uh, out. Um, Man, Pop's got a lot of catching up to do. Should we get dinner oh, with Phil Jackson instead? Well, I was going to suggest that Catherine does a dinner with Phil Jackson instead. All right, Catherine has returned with her book. Catherine, I looked it up. You're right. I know you looked it up. I'm sorry. Eleven ranks. Is it a good book? Eleven. Recommend it. Is it good? We should have read fucking for book club. Yeah. I'm not we, done. I'm not done, but what I've read from it is we got to get the that that's next up for our book club. Uh, I, started, I started watching uh, just really quickly. I started watching the last dance again. Hell yeah! And uh, it's pretty good. It's good stuff, look at, guys. Look at him cook, cutting a turkey. I just did that. It's hard. Oh, Catherine. Um, I think you should start the next podcast in our Dinner with Pop series and Dinner with. Uh, Phil? Phil Jackson. Yeah. Don't even tempt me because I will in a heartbeat. Doing acid with Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. Acid with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I, to the podcast network, Catherine. I want to be I want to be on that podcast instead. Yeah, let's cancel this one. Eleven rings. Yeah, Good I lord. Love I love Pop. him so much. Man, you know that gif of uh where Pop's counting? Um yeah, the, the rings. rings. He does like and he counts all the way up to five when they won in 2013. <laughs> uh-huh. Phil Jackson, he'd have to pull out his, oh, sorry. Uh, Phil Jackson would have to pull out off his shoe, break out a toe. Fucked up. Sure. Um, that brings us to this week's special. Absolutely unrelated to what we're talking about, but it's been long enough. Uh, the way this podcast works no, is we're talking, after. We're, we're, talking Lake, we're talking about Lakers legends. and uh... Okay. Oh, I guess you're right. Um, good segue. So the way this podcast works is uh, it's like a fancy dinner. Uh, we start with this week's special. That's our topic of the week, the thing we're talking about this week. And we're talking about Russell Westbrook had a another gem of a quotable press conference uh, during his post-game press conference after last week's Pistons-Lakers game, which we briefly touched on, where Isaiah Stewart and LeBron got into it. I watched the video again, and last week I said it was unintentional, and now I think LeBron... Uh, deserved that flagrant too, and uh, the suspension. Well, you can get oh, in. We can, we can talk about this. I think he deserves a flagrant too. I do not think he deserves a suspension. I, I think it's a precedent thing. I think it's just like, don't fucking hit people in the face. I don't think it's like written necessarily. Like, is flagrant two automatic suspension? No. Well, flagrant two is automatic. You're out of the game. You're out of the game. Ab- absolutely. Flagrant two, like, it was too much of a push yeah do not think he deserved that suspension i'm fine with it i think uh it probably, i roll with an iron fist you're probably, the nba commissioner you could have you didn't I, have to suspend I, him. I didn't want to <laughs> your hands were tied <laughs> isaiah turn like, your badge and your gun <laughs> yeah um that would be cool if like when players got suspended to be like lebron you're off the force 
turn in your your jersey and sweatbands. Your shoot your shooting sleeve. Yeah, turn in your shooting sleeve and <laughs> shoes. I'm, I don't know. I just think like, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Lakers coach Frank Vogel. Frank, thank you. I knew it was like I knew it's a, a simple man's name. A simple man's <laughs> name. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Fuck it. Fucked up the joke. Um, what? <laughs> We're talking, we're, talking, we're talking about the post. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So after that game, after that happened, Russell Westbrook had a post game press conference where he learned from the press from a question he was asked that he was assessed a technical foul. And I'll play the audio of that uh, press conference where he finds out he had the technical foul right here. What did the official say that you were assessed a technical for? Who got a tech? You did. You did. I got a tech? Oh, wow. Why'd I get a tech? I didn't know I had a tech. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Well, you know, that's just being Russell, I guess. When you Russell Westbrook, they just try to do anything, apparently. But whatever. I don't know why I got a, I don't know what I did, but whatever. They had to put it on somebody. I'm easy. Why not me? Uh, I love it. We get another prime Russ quote, which is that's just being Russell, I guess. When you're Russell Westbrook, they just try to do anything, apparently. Um, Russ does this a lot where he just says, like, like this quote, and then he's talking about Patrick Beverly being like, he's like, Patrick Beverly just runs around, does nothing. Yeah, he, he just says these things. I like, they, like they talk in third person. Kind of, well, no, just like this. I think Russ just is like, I think Russ thinks everybody's just doing whatever they want. Or he, I think he just, I think he says, he uses language like they just try to do anything apparently. And then he talked about Patrick Beverly saying he, he's just run, running around doing nothing. I think he just like talks about like anything, nothing. He just like, like so like just generalize people <laughs> yeah. and like yeah, just dismiss so. them. <laughs> yeah. That's just being Russell, I guess, is so good. It's so good. So good. It, no, I was going to say, it's almost as if he also has opinions that. There's no absolutely no. This is maybe why I love him so much. Yeah, this, is, this do you is feel why, a connection to this man? Absolutely. This is what the thing with <laughs> the thing with him is, and I am stealing this a little bit from CJ, who I bring up every single time I'm in this podcast. But we gotta here, get him on. He is my boss. He is my friend and my boss. <laughs> um, a, a potent combo. But I texted him something about. <laughs> work related that actually i will tell you guys off the podcast because right. i can't talk about it on the podcast state so secrets stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah check out the patreon now <laughs> yeah we all we will be going through follow through finances on the patreon <laughs> but um cj was like i don't know what it take would take for him like i don't know what he has to do for me to not like him like he's playing horribly he doesn't like he looks insane when he's playing He's not doing well, but like CJ, I agree with CJ. It's like, I can't. He played good in that Detroit Lakers I mean, game. Uh, he yeah. like, we know he's good. We know he's got it together. Being good. He's just not consistent, which is fine. But I think it's funny that like he can, in my eyes, he can like do no wrong at this point. I'm like, he oh, can for do sure. whatever he wants. And I will still go to bat for him every single time because the entire league and everyone shits on him all the time for stupid things. That's it's, just being Russell. <laughs> so yeah. stuff like that, where he's like, 
he like is, you know, almost accusing the league of being like, well, they had to pin it on somebody when clearly like you look at the footage and it's like, he was like about to fight if he needed to, which is so funny. Um, so I get why they issued it, but yeah, Scott Foster, um, when asked about this, the, he was the crew chief for the refs that night. Scott Foster said during our review for an altercation, we deemed him an escalator and not a peacemaker. Um, so yeah, that's just being wrestled. He threw up yeah. his fists and he like put up his stance and like he had like he a had coach. to be held back. No, no one, no I, one was holding Russ back, man. There, there was people holding back. I know, but they they had his arms around his waist, but it's like Russ wasn't doing anything. Yeah, they were. He was not about to like charge Isaiah Stewart, but no, but I do think it's funny that like they immediately were like, if any of the guys, we gotta stop Russ from escalating this, where. I feel like AD had some shit in the beginning um, where AD, I don't know if whatever happened to AD, but I know that he like fell or like he got shoved or got pushed, fell over or whatever. But I mean, I thought, Oh God, I've rewatched that fight like 80 times. It's, it's a nasty one. I didn't like, I don't know how I didn't realize this that when we were talking about it last week, but I think what it was, I was watching NBA TV and that's where I saw the clips from the fight that I was talking about last week. And then Isaac told me it was like there was a lot of blood, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't see the blood because NBA TV isn't playing the clips where like Isaiah Stewart's bleeding everywhere." Bleeding. Yeah, yeah. For like probably make it the NBA look better reasons, and also can't not can't show that on TV. But if you don't have to, don't don't show it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's also just like I've been thinking about Kate Cunningham this whole time because that poor boy had to restrain Isaiah Stewart and like play defense on this guy. That's like so charged up and like pulling him by the shorts to like, make sure he doesn't make it worse. But his quotes were good too. It was just like, I was just trying to look out, make sure he didn't get, yeah. get into trouble or whatever. Yeah. Rookie of the year. You know? Cade Cunningham. Whoa, rookie of the year. No, wow. that's, I take that back. Scotty Barnes has to be rookie of the year, but. Um, Scotty Beans. Like Scotty Beans. Um, real quick, let's go around the room, the virtual Zoom room. Um, are you a uh, escalator or are you a peacemaker, uh, Catherine? Um, I think a peacemaker, but also, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with peacemaker. But I've been told I'm very impulsive, so I feel like escalators in there. Yeah, you know, but I, I think feel, peacemaker, I feel that peacemaker, peacemaker is my default. Zeke, peacemaker or escalator? Um, I really don't know, honestly. I feel like I feel like I just like wait for opportunities to like have to like back up my friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like I'll I'll be like I'll show up. Like I, I I would also do the same rush, just like get in my stance, kind of put my fists up. But <laughs> uh, I but I want I want someone to please just like hold me back and make sure yeah. that I'm, I'm I'm not in like not in any danger. Range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think uh i'm uh, i'm probably the same way where i i feel like i uh, have escalator tendencies but i'm mostly a peacemaker or i'll try to be a peacemaker when i can yeah i've seen it Hmm? and we've talked about it before but i you uh yeah it's like you you seem ready to have to fight somebody it's yeah i'll get i'll get assessed attack but i'm not gonna get no flagrant twos for me uh, I just want to say this about Russell Westbrook since we're talking about him the whole day. Yeah, um, you got plenty of time. In 2016, no, 
Whenever KD left, I was so behind Russell Westbrook that I bought an OKC Thunder hat, and they were the shittiest team. It's not a good logo either. No, it's not a good logo. I'm not from Oklahoma. I like I care about the Thunder Thunder team like enough to like know that whole squad and be like, man, these are Russ's guys. I did too. That's when it was when when the Lakers got bad again. I jumped ship to Oklahoma for just because like I was like, I have too much my like 10 year old, 12 year old brain supporting the Lakers like in that prime in that prime early season of the 2000s. I was like, I can't like any other team. And I was like, Oklahoma's I have no affiliation now Catherine's like move is to pick a new team every week. That's like her new like she's like, I'm moving to uh minnesota Minnesota. yeah listen yeah i'm not gonna pretend like i'm not not bandwagoning no i mean i i I am a man known bandwagoner as well i'm i'm i was a Suns fan last year (laughs) i'm i am okay with my bandwagoning because i I am too they're not this is a safe space for bandwagoners yeah they're not it's not like uh, when it winning and losing based, it's not like if your team is good or not. I'm right. clearly doing it on who is the most entertaining team. Right. The second the Minnesota Timberwolves put out the pajama video, I was like, I'm all in. Anthony Edwards can do no wrong. Everyone, do they sell those pajamas? No, they don't. I've looked for them every single day. Damn. <laughs> they don't sell them. Um, but I like didn't care. I was getting so mad about the Lakers. And then I started watching OKC and I was like, you know what? This is fun. And then I started to get, I was like all in on Russ. And James, I know James Harden was on that team. I didn't care about him when he was on the team either. But it was interesting how KD became like the golden poster child of that team. And then Russ was always like the, the, unexpected feisty one that like can't really trust kind of thing and i don't know why he gets that reputation um i feel like it's because he's he is he could well both in personality and and player play style i mean you can trust his personality he's always gonna be the same but they're both kind of the same and then it's like about fiery athleticism more than it is about like finesse or anything yeah i mean and i feel like that translates to his personality too where he's got like the quotes and which is what we're talking about today but you know, there's no not so much a regard for like saying the right thing. Yeah. Just like there's not a regard for like taking the right shots. It's about like Russ is gonna that's just being Russell, I guess. Yeah. But why do you guys think he has this like weird reputation about he like he feels like he's the most one of the most disrespected players in the NBA? Is it because he's not like a Giannis or like a Steph that like he can't be like the poster child for the NBA because he's not like a he doesn't look as like feel as wholesome. I think like he's always been like the I don't know what eighth best player in the NBA or something or not even that, but he's like far enough down the list where he's like talked about a lot and he also he won fucking like what how many MVPs now? So he's he's great, but it's like this thing where he's has not won a ring there they don't he's like not someone he's known to not be someone you can build a team around um and also it's just there's people like us who are like he's playing like dog shit (laughs) it's like i don't know i think that just that trickles down to him he like probably sees 
or tries not to look at them, but it probably yeah. gets by osmosis the tweets and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm fully guessing, fully armchair psychology, but um, I guess that's what, that's what having a podcast is. Oh, yeah. I think he um, he had the misfortune of being on a team with Kevin Durant, who is just way better at basketball, probably, than most people, honestly. And I think uh, Russ, um, his game clearly only has one speed. And I think people just are like, that's not winning basketball. And I think like it has proven that he probably is not going to lead a team to a championship. Unfortunately, despite thinking the OKC Thunder in 2017, led by Russell Westbrook and Alex Abrinas and DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, Steven Adams, dude. Don't forget Steven Adams. Man, Steven Adams has not been good since maybe the <laughs> OKC days when Kevin Durant was on the team. Sorry, this is real basketball talk now, but these are my actual opinions well, about Russell Westbrook. He's got a Westbrook. cool accent, and he seems nice. <laughs> Steven Adams or Russell Westbrook? Uh, both, but I meant Steven Adams. Yeah. Uh, I, I, love, I love Russ because like his game is never going to change. I love all the shitty shots he takes. I love that he like really doesn't... He, like, he loves shooting off the glass. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's so funny because when he shoots the ball, like the ball looks like it's going nowhere near the hoop. It's going to the glass and has to bounce and make like and score. And I really love that. He's like just very inconsistent. I love his personality. I relate to his like bad attitude a lot. <laughs> and uh, I, I also, I think we grow the same mustache, me and that man. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I also think recently the the like new age Russell Westbrook where what's the quote? I think we talked about on the podcast where he was like, I'm fine to not win a championship or whatever. I, I don't know. It's like weird, like good, good, bad attitude, Russ, where he's just like, or even this quote is like, that's just being Russell Westbrook. It's not, he's not like, he's not really, he's like kind of annoyed, but he's just like, it doesn't seem like he has the same anger that he used to have. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that was apparent after Houston. The fact that he, like, went to the Wizards and yeah. was just, like, having fun, like, that was the most fun that I was think, fun. watching him because the Wizards were a bad team, and yet he had his best, probably best season, having all of those triple-doubles, like, towards the end of last season, and him and Bradley Beal just, like, having fun and not concerned about, like, yeah, we're not going to fucking win this year, but we're going to just play together and play like a team and it's like good to watch them build a team off that and it's like that I get what you're saying read about him just like kind of accepting that he's like I don't necessarily need a ring to define how that I'm a good basketball player and a lot of people in the NBA and a lot of people that talk about the NBA I think think that a ring is like the ultimate thing Mm -hmm. but then you're also like Look at all the players that didn't do anything and also have rings. That's I'm true. not going to name any names, but there's a lot of them. Robert Ori. Whoa. Thanasis and Tentacumpo. Sue both of you. Daggers. For, yeah. Also, Robert Ori did a lot. Yeah, <laughs> those, yeah, were, sure. those were two such specific people to pull out. It, I mean, come on. Thanasis. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually speechless. <laughs> Um, I've, we'll have more Thanasis slander on the podcast right after this. We're taking a break. 
well, for Isaac to say Rabador, even though he helpfully this first to a championship is saying a lot. So, you know, say fine. Honestly, and we're back. <laughs> I'm putting that in the podcast. <laughs> Gotta get these daggers at each other uh, in, in I the just, edit. I just want to I just want to apologize to Big Shot Bob really quickly. I only know him as Big Shot Bob. That's also he, very personal because Isaac knows that I call him Big Shot Rob because that's what I always heard. Which sounds right. Which sounds correct, but yes. everyone else calls him Big Shot Bob, which is stupid. Yeah. Let's see. Let me see what, what Wikipedia says. Wikipedia no, is the, we, the decider on this podcast. I think Catherine and I have both looked it up, and I think it's Bob. It's Bob. Big Shot Bob's House of Wings. What? Let's look at this. Let's look at here. Hold on. What? Let's look in the. Is there is there just a Robert there, Ory chapter? There's a whole photo of him. Hold you. on. Does does Robert Ory have a wing place? There's a whole photo. Oh yeah, that is him. Wait, I gotta learn more about Big Shot Bob's House of Wings. Group hug. The players surround Robert Ory after he hit one of the magic three pointers to win. Game four of the Western Conference Finals against the Sacramento Kings in LA. This is the number one, my number one sports moment in history. My number two is Derek Fisher shooting over the Spurs, over specifically Manu Ginobili in 0.04 seconds. The second best sports day of my life. After after Tim Duncan had scored, maybe like after point, Tim Duncan, point zero of a second. After Tim Duncan really, really made it seem like they were going to win that game. Uh, I'm trying to find. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out if Big Shot Bob's House of Wings is related to Robert Ory. I hope it is. Hold on, this is very important. This is going to change everything. Wait, Robert Ory's Wikipedia says, "Yeah, he earned the name, name Big Shot Rob." Okay, yeah, that's Rob. It's Big Shot not, Bob's. It's house. not though because his podcast is Big Shot Bob. I'm pretty sure, and it's really annoying. Wow, there's no definitive answer to this. No, it's not, and I've. I've been plagued with this my entire life. Okay. Um, Two or three. All right. All that. Uh, you can cut all this out. This is purely because I'm still upset that you guys. No, are no, no, no. This is, it's Reader's important that right. listeners get the truth. Yeah. He was um, saying that we're going to have more of slander, but. All right. The, this next part of the podcast is called the wine cellar. This is where we get into the history of the thing that we're talking about. Um, uh, find some nice vintage Russell Westbrook. Uh, press conference moments. Um, do y'all have any favorites? I pulled out a couple that are all timers for me, which is the the green hoodie. Um, yeah, that's now like a gif and a reaction image of him being like, "What?" When he was asked, "Did you guys lose this game or did the Jazz win this one?" And he loudly says, "What?" And like leaves the press the post game. He says, "What?" Bro, what are you talking about right now, man? Yeah. And he goes, no, I'm out. And yes. He, then he walks, and he walks off. Yeah. He says that he says that. And then he says he calls him the N-word. He said he's he says he's tripping. Which yes. is very funny. All-timer. Uh I love that you know it verbatim. Of yeah. course. I feel like it's like a monologue you memorize for like an audition or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For this podcast, actually, I had Isaac audition. I'm, I'm, wearing this, that. I'm wearing this beanie in honor of uh, my favorite Russell Westbrook interview, and it's when he's in the OKC locker room and Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman, who he hates. Russ fucking hates this man. <laughs> it, this is the execution 
interview, like Russ will just they ask him like, "How did you all win today?" And he said, "We executed." And they asked him like, "Well, how how many turnovers? What about all this and this and this?" And he goes, "It was good execution." And then um, Barry Trammell's like, "He's like, are you okay? Like, is there like uh, and." So I think Russ says something like, no, I just don't like you or something like that. <laughs> I just remember this one. Yeah. And he's also wearing like a ski mask as like a bean, like a beanie ski mask. Early Russ fashion. Yeah. Yeah. The seeds of pin- pinnacle of Russ fashion. The seeds of the like. Seeds of the whole sweatshirt and yeah, stuff. Construction worker outfit. The photographer vest. Um, I will not know verbatim what he says in this, but one that I really liked recently that was when he was in OKC. And I think it's with Steven Adams. He's doing a, a press yes. conference with Steven Adams. Right? Yes. I had, I had, that was my next one. I had pulled yeah. out. And it was like, they asked, I mean, help me. Yeah, the reporter know, asked Steven Adams, yeah. like why they were doing less good when Russ went to the bench. Yes. Yeah. And, and Russ directly like, to Steven Adams, to Steven Adams with Russ next to him. And Russ was just, like cut in and was like no like you can't like yeah. we're a team, like you can't use me as like whatever and was trying to defend him and it was great and i can't yeah. he I like asked he says steven don't answer that and then one quote i pulled out is that he says i don't want no one to split us up we're all one team yeah. and he kind of goes yeah. and he like harps on that point and the reporter tries to get steven adams to answer and he's like i was yeah. asking steven and he was like no next question yeah that was my favorite part Sorry. Do you that know was, that was my favorite part is when he was like, nope, next question. He was like, yeah. we're going, we're moving on. Yeah. And do you know who that reporter was? Is that Barry Trammell? That's Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman. Who what is the Oklahoman? Is the Oklahoman like the that's newspaper? Like the, that's like the LA Times. Times. Yeah, that's like their like uh newspaper. And like I know that because I listen like, Russ was always arguing with this man like on like those things. I and, love it. I love I love Russ's outfit during that press conference. He's wearing like the bandana around his neck and like the red shirt. And I like seeing Stephen Adams at the like with the at the table for once doing like yeah. a post game press conference. It was great. I I do kind of feel watching that interview clip. It does seem like Stephen Adams is like ready to answer that question. And like a couple of times, he's like he still goes back to answer, it. and then eventually he gives up. When Russ and then Russell was like, "Next question," and then Stephen Adams was like, "Yeah, next question." <laughs> Stephen Adams, great had, player. We love the, him. He had the right, you know, he had the right thought in his heart. He said, yeah. "We're a team. Don't don't split us up." Do you want to hear my uh, my least favorite Russ quote? Oh yeah, please. Yes. Uh, I think uh, I think 2016 or something like that. The Oklahoma City Thunder were going to qualify for the, or maybe I forget what year it was, but they're going to qualify for the playoffs, but only if San Antonio beats whatever team. Mm-hmm. So during like a press conference, they asked Russ, like, "So are you a Spurs fan today?" And he's like, "Bro, what kind of question is that? I'm not a Spurs fan," and that really hurt my heart I hurt you as a as like the number one spurs slash russ fan yeah i'm sorry uh, yeah it's all right let's get russ on the spurs let's get pop coach russ <laughs> oh no get a get, get him away <laughs> i want to see it <laughs> fire and ice baby yeah i don't i would love to see it to say that we saw it but that would not put him on the olympic team that would be so oh. Um, really quickly, what, 
could Russ be on any other team after the Lakers now? Like, would you want to see him like on a different team? I feel like he should end with the Lakers. I think he should end with the Lakers or like go back to Oklahoma City or something. Uh, yeah, I feel like he should end with mean, the Lakers. Go or to Portland. I don't know. Honestly, uh, sorry. No, I I agree. I think he should end with the Lakers. I think. Um, or he should go back to a team he's already been on. But I just feel it's like they made such a big deal. Of, I think him and Carmelo Anthony are going to end with the Lakers. Mm. It's still very weird to see Carmelo Anthony in a Lakers uniform, but the fact that he's doing so well with the Lakers is mind-boggling just because it's like, I don't know why. It's weird to see superstars in Lakers uniforms. I think I've talked about this before, but Russ is an exception because it's LA and it is like such a hometown thing. But when superstars that are already superstars come to Los Angeles and are wearing a Lakers uniform, it feels weird. It feels off. So I'm glad from, I'm glad Carmelo Anthony's doing well. I do think he's probably going to end there. I just, I mean, I don't know. I do think Russ should end with the Lakers though. I was going to say I completely changed my opinion. I think he should just like do a year with every team in the NBA. That's all <laughs> just cool. every, okay. He just get, does like a tour. I, mean, I guess that would take a lot of years. Maybe there's some, you know, maybe three a year or something. Some way we can work something out. Okay. Four, five new, a year. New rule. New rule that I'm enacting. When you hit your 15-year mark in the NBA, you're you get to – all you are allowed to do is one year with a different team. <laughs> you get to do oh, that. Wow. Exact tour. Your right. farewell tour gets to be a bunch Ooh. of a team one year. I think that's very funny. You heard it, it here first. Of, it was kind of like my joke about how the Blazers, for some reason, I, I, it's not even a joke. It was just a stupid thought. But I said something about like the Blazers can play for whatever team they want. Like that was a rule that I made up. It was just like anyone on the Blazers can play for whatever team they want whenever they want. What if that's like a rule like once once um a team is out of playoff contentions, they can like dissolve for the year and their players go play for different teams sure. that are still in contention. I'm all about mm. creating chaos in this league. That seems like chaos. Like let's yeah. see like the Lakers get I don't know, ruled out early this year. Yeah. Um, and we just see LeBron playing for like, I don't know. Oh, the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, the NBA needs to adopt shit from the NHL. You're the commissioner. <laughs> I know. But the NBA, should, if they have an expansion team, they should follow the draft the way the NHL does an expansion draft where they get to pull one player from each team. Isn't that what they do? I think that That's is what, what they, they do. do. Not I don't know. Is that what they do for the NBA? I think the there is an expansion draft. I don't know what the particular rules are. I think you can like protect players and then some players are unprotected. And I mean, it's been years, obviously, but yeah, I'm curious. Maybe that maybe that is how it is for the NBA. I just never heard of that. And when we get Seattle and Mexico City, we'll see. I mean, God, that's so funny. <laughs> Mexico City already, already has the G League team. I know. Give them a it's an audition. Give them the full give them the real thing. Well, that's the thing. I feel like they would just pull from the G League as opposed to like the actual NBA. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm the commissioner. I don't know how I got you know what? Uh, I pulled out some other classic uh, NBA press conference moments. Um, the first one, of course, is the Allen Iverson practice um, rant, as it's known. Are you, are you all familiar with this? Yes. 
Um, it's a classic, but I didn't know a lot of the story behind it. I mean, I think I knew like some of the context, but I didn't know a lot of it until I, I was doing research for this today. So the uh, 76ers were knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. I should have looked up what year this was. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up right now. This is a good moment to plug the Iverson doc, which is where I learned the history of this speech. Because Ooh, it's a okay. very, very good documentary. Um, it was in 2002. Um, I'll check out the documentary. Uh, What's yeah. the doc on? I, I saw it on Amazon. I don't know if it's like specific to a streaming mm. stuff, but I remember it being on Amazon. I think Bubba, it was on Netflix for a while. There's also a book. Oh, Bubba Chuck. I have seen this. Um, there's a book called Not a Game. And I think a lot of the facts that I found today were pulled from that book. I mean, I found them in articles online, but it's, uh, I kind of want to check out the book too. Wait, uh, what, was the, what was the thing you said, Isaac? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen it. It's when I talk about him when he was a Bubba Chuck. That doesn't sound familiar, but it's was his, his nickname. It's been a long time since I watched it. This, it, it, was out, it was out like a really long time ago, right? Yeah, it was. I think it was just called Iverson. Yeah, because I, I just yeah. watched it on, on Netflix one day, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm curious." Yeah, pretty good. Um, no, all good, all good. Uh, yeah, so it was 2002. Uh, Sixers were just knocked out in the first round of the playoffs um, against the Celtics. Uh, the team like was like around 500 for uh, the season. Like, didn't play that well. Iverson didn't play that well, or like up to expectations. And um, four days after the season ended, uh, Iverson was scheduled to have a meeting with uh, the coach of the um, Sixers at the time, Larry Brown. And uh, he was late for the meeting and Larry and uh, Iverson like got into it like publicly outside the team facility. And they like Iverson just wanted to be assured that he wasn't going to be traded. And he gave him that assurance and, uh, like during this confrontation, apparently. And then, so as a result, he agreed to do a press conference, like about that, um, that he was going to come back to the Sixers the next year and kind of just talking about the season at large. And so he came back like that evening after the like altercation with the coach and was like acting weird. And the coach thought he was drunk. And so did the writer of this book, not a game. Uh, I think his name's like Bab or something. B-A-B-B is his last name. But Iverson swears he wasn't. But that's where the practice ramp, ramps came up, like because he had missed practice, and that was like a source of tension with the coach. And um, it's like a long interview, and I watched like a good chunk of it. And ESPN put up the unedited um, like press conference on YouTube, and it's like worth watching if you're interested, or I'm sure it's like in the, the documentary more of the context. But he goes on to talk about in the like full press conferences outside of the practice frame that like his friend had died that year. And he was just like really going through it. And I, I pulled out this quote, which I thought was good. Uh, I'm upset for one reason. Cause I'm in here. I lost, I lost my best friend. I lost him and I lost this year. Everything is just going downhill for me as far as just that, you know, as far as my life. And then I'm dealing with this. My best friend is dead dead and we lost and this is what i have to go through for the rest of the summer until the season is all over again and that's some wild shit and like it got spun by the media as him like kind of losing it and going crazy about like and yelling and ranting but with that context i don't know i feel like it's it's intense yeah i mean like that stuff is like during the time where like players like because you know like they say we're in the player empowerment movement right now where it's like they're just taking more it's like like 
cared for more. And I think during that time, like Iverson was just like always just kind of viewed as like a problem. And that's like also where we got the Iverson was where who was it? David Stern like enforced the the, the suits. Yeah, the suits to like make players look more respectable or some bullshit or something. Yeah, a lot of that was like brought out in Iverson's like the way that he presented himself. The league was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think like you look at players like Westbrook and stuff, and I think there's like a lineage with like Iverson like speaking oh, yeah. his mind and stuff. And we get and the player empowerment movement, Iverson would have definitely benefited from it. I don't think that these are original thoughts. I'm probably pulling this from somewhere that I read or something. Um, but Iverson like kind of blazed the trail, but sort of paid a price for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's worth watching that whole press conference because I didn't know the context of that. And I just remember everyone always clipped it for that little second of yeah. just talking about, you know, practice and stuff. Um, but I remember when I first learned of all that context, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Why people were like giving him shit because it seems like he's just complaining about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's definitely like a connection between Iverson and Russ in just terms of the way they play even is interesting and like their upbringing and like Russ lost his best friend in high school mm-hmm. also. Um, and his coach, Chris Young, like, or one of his coaches at the time in high school, like that was a big turning point. And a lot of people were saying that like Kelsey was like the guy that was going to make it to the NBA and he died. I don't remember how he died. I think he had like a health thing, but he died in high school and that like affected him. I don't know. Now I'm just thinking that there's so many parallels between Iverson and Iverson and Russ, which is fascinating, but yeah. Have you guys seen the Russ doc? Yet? No, I didn't know there was a Russ doc. Yeah. On Showtime? On Showtime. I I just accidentally subscribed to Showtime because I wanted to watch Mamma Mia. So I got the free trial and I accidentally let the free trial expire without canceling. So I guess I can watch this doc now. It's for YouTube TV. Yeah. So yeah, you should have it too. (laughs) (laughs) We share a YouTube TV account. Don't tell um, Google. I should, I haven't watched it either yet, but um, it, what is it called? Hold on. This is a pro basketball doc podcast. It is. I have a whole letterbox tag devoted to basketball documentaries. Um, Yeah, watch Hoop Dreams. It'll be sad. I refuse to watch Hoop Dreams. Um, Passion Play? That sounds wrong. No, I think that is what it is. That kind of goes with what I was talking about. He's a passionate player. (laughs) I've always said it. Great title, I think. (laughs) I guess so. Passion Play. That feels weird. Also, that's what I mean. Like, this deadline article talks about calls him controversial. I, I mean, I think he I, used to be more, I mean, controversial and people didn't like the stat padding or what they called stat padding um, and like how he played for the triple doubles. And I think like, I don't know, he's been called a selfish player. Um, but I think there's like been a pro Russ renaissance recently I in terms so. of fandom. Like, I think. I mean, I think I see it across the board where it's like a positivity in the NBA and just like enjoying how people play. I mean, I think people sort of still fucking hate James Harden and um, LeBron still has his haters, but I think there's this, this guy's clearly not on Lakers Twitter after every Lakers game. I guess not. You know, you I guess there's a, the, maybe my feeds are more like Russ is cool when they used to, I don't know. 
No, man, we're, we're seeing a Russell Westbrook everywhere and they're going to, they want to trade him for Buddy Heald and shit like this. Damn. I guess I, I only follow people on Twitter who have seen Paddington too. So <laughs> I think that influences how my feed acts. Um, there was one other, were you, did you have something I, else to say about the doc? Yeah. Sorry. It just in this deadline article, it says, Westbrook is one of the most divisive NBA stars in recent decades. The New York Times uh, wrote in a 2020 piece analysis, analysis, analysts, (laughs) (laughs) analysts and fans have questioned whether his style of play is conducive to winning a championship, much like Allen Iverson, who won in 2001. That's the thing. Iverson never got a ring. Yeah. That's a huge thing where everyone's like, oh, is he considered really that good? He didn't get a ring. It's insane if you don't consider Allen Iverson part of like that conversation. And I feel like Russ is going through that and probably is going to end up like that. Like if he ends with the Lakers, this Lakers team is not going to win a ring. I'm not. I also was like one of those people that when Carmelo and Russ and like DeAndre Jordan and all of those guys came back or came to the Lakers in no world did I think this was a good Lakers team. I like was like, I'm not expecting them to win a championship by any means with this team. I was just excited that Russ was in LA. I was excited that Carmel Anthony was like within distance. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I, I think this team has a, a corner to turn. And I think we're going to see it. I think it's like, it feels like the narrative said it that way. I don't know if that it, this is purely based on narrative and not numbers or anything, but I think we're going to see a better this team click into a better gear maybe not like a championship gear i agree i think there's there's a point where it's gonna shift it's, it's still like, early in the season happening yeah but i do think that i don't think they're gonna win or, we or are like get, what 20 games in for most teams or something i mean I tom, so. tom thibodeau said 10 games turns to 20 games turns to 30 games turns to the end of the season and they still haven't figured that shit out it's true I, I don't know man this lakers team is looking pretty rough and I, don't know. I think I just want them to turn a corner. I think they will. I think they will. I also don't care if they do. I, I just think they're fun to watch. We got to go to the Lakers game. Yeah. I think they're fun to watch. I just like that. Russ is home. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being like a Lakers fan since I, <laughs> a Russ fan. Since I was a baby. <laughs> um, as soon as Russ signed. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like it's different. I feel like if you've been a Lakers fan your entire life and have seen them be very good and seen them be very bad, um, it's different. But if Lakers fans, if if there's not like a championship imminent, there's just like riots in the street. Yeah, it's stupid. It's it's dumb. It's like the worst parts of sports. <laughs> That's what I hate about sports. That's why my logic is like, yeah, give me the team that is. 12th place right now but gets excited about pajamas like i don't care i mean that's a good good way to be a fan as any um there was just one more press conference i wanted to highlight and that's the david fisdale uh take that for data press conference yeah um which i'd always seen that quote and seen him storm out but i didn't really know what was happening just because i feel like that was my level of nba fandom at the time this was in 2017 I don't think I know this one, but so he was the head coach um, for the Grizzlies at the time. Okay. And had lost uh, 96 to 82 in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was like them exiting. I think it was just like one game in the playoffs. Nah. Right? Yeah. Who'd they lose to though? The Spurs. Did I not say? Yeah. They no, lost to the Spurs. Say. 
Um, I saw this live. The press conference? Yes. Nice. Incredible experience. I just saw it in clips. Um, he was mad because he thought the officiating was bad. He kept being like, Kawhi Leonard got 23 free throws. My team got 10 or whatever. <laughs> and um, a quote I pulled out from this, beside from the iconic take that for data, was, I know Pop's got pedigree and I'm a young rookie, but they're not going to rook us. Classic also. Classic. Mentions Coach Greg Popovich, so I yeah. had to pull that out. Yeah. Um, Isaac, you want to talk more about watching this live? Yeah, I was because this was the year that uh this was the Kawhi Zaza Pachulia year Zaza Pachulia year mm-hmm. and so like I was so sure that like San Antonio is gonna go right through Memphis and then like this thing happened this this whole like um like the they're not gonna rook us thing yeah I was like man get your chump ass out of here like <laughs> this shit is gonna be a sweep this is done and uh I really thought it was so like I thought it was like I loved him saying they're not going to rook us, and I love the take that for data. So he just like he storms off, he slams the the desk, and he walks off. I I like Fizdale so much. I I like that. Like I feel like San Antonio always plays like Memphis pretty tough, and so like just like seeing Memphis is always like kind of exciting because it's just like two kind of boring teams, but there's like enough like magic. You said it, not me. Uh, I did say it. Uh, It's okay when he says it. Yeah, I like the Spurs. (laughs) For the record, don't think they're boring. Uh, they're just not any good right now. <laughs> He's working on. We're developing. We gotta I, get. I was just say I just want it on the record that I don't like this first, but yes. <laughs> I love uh, Greg Charles Popovich. Yeah, good. Good you, to clear there. You, lo- you loved seeing the Spurs though in person. I love seeing Coach Pop in person. Sure, Coach, sure, sure. but Coach Pop, we're developing these young players, but I need to get him. I need him to get to. The the record the for like most games won as head coach. They're, He's like twenty something away. They're twenty one. Yeah. So the, the Spurs uh, like media is saying that like it's like the Tim Duncan away from him <laughs> holding the record. It's like it's twenty one, but like this team is is working. They like, might not make it though. No, the way this team is playing, snails play space and pace, and they're just like. They're like blowing like twenty point leads and shit. Yeah, they're like five that. and thirteen and, right now. Yeah, they're like going life and death with all these teams, and like I, I, I look at the schedule and it's like this is going to be like seven losses in a row. Like this is really out of hand. They're doing better than the Rockets, though. Um, real quick, I also wanted to highlight that uh, David Fisdale is now an assistant coach for the Lakers, so he's working with Russ. Is that true? Full yeah. circle. Yeah, That's full crazy. circle. I had no idea. Um, I didn't either. I because I didn't know where he ended up after the next. Uh, you guys want to take a break real quick? Let's do it. This is a break. Everyone nodded on the Zoom, so we're taking a break. I'm headbanging actually. I'm Dude. holding up the headbanging symbol, and Isaac is physically doing it. Hey, reader. What's up? I know. I know you've had a lot of like. Um, sweets and pies and cookies and stuff over the thanksgiving holiday yeah i have um, but, um, but uh could you go for some more i would love a, a dessert that sounds great thank you thank you so much isaac uh this next part of the podcast it's dessert it's that time and we're having a sweet treat this is uh we're talking about the future of the nba this is stuff that has not happened yet but it could maybe who knows 
we're talking about press conferences today. Uh, we talked about Russ's press conferences specifically. I thought it'd be fun if we all had our own post-game press conferences. So we're going to take turns and uh, the other two people are going to ask one person um, a bunch of questions as if they are in a post-game press conference. Maybe we can generate some fun post-game press conference quotes. I was looking for a stat generator to see if I could be like, here's, you know, it kind of give you some background. Like you went for, you did 28, 10 and 12. So you did great, but your team lost or something. I don't know. I don't know if we even need that. Um, Isaac, do you want to go first or I can go first? Let's let's ask Catherine first. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you okay with that, Catherine? Yes. And are you asking me about, remind me what you're asking me about? Um, The game that you just played the game that I just played yeah, in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and she's answering in the form of Russ. Uh, you can be Russ inspired, or you can answer as Catherine. I was thinking we'd answer uh, as ourselves. Okay, okay. sure, sure, okay. sure. Um, just to, you know, just we we can see what the other side of this is like. Right. Not so that I, we've been on either side of it, but this okay. is this is so funny. Go ahead. <laughs> this is really poorly thought out, uh, as usual for us. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Catherine, great game out there tonight. Uh, your team unfortunately lost. Um, what happened there in the fourth quarter? You know, I uh, was distracted. I was distracted by everything that was going on in the stadium. There was a lot of um, halftime shows. There was a lot of t-shirt cannons. Uh, I was just trying to pay attention to playing by uh, putting the ball into the hoop. And um, I could not concentrate because of the uh, halftime and uh, all of the entertainment that. And can you talk about that for a second? What do you think as a player that the 76ers have decided to do a new promotion that's all halftime shows, even throughout the third quarter? Do you think that in fact affected your play? It does. It absolutely does affect my play. I think it is a great idea. Um, I think it's a great idea for the fans, for the viewers at home, for the uh, staff at the arena. Um, I do think that it affects all of us on the team. Um, Speaking as the starting uh, point guard on the team, I (laughs) do think it's distracting. Um, I've talked to Doc about this. I've talked to Adam Silver about this. I've talked to all of my friends, teammates on the team, and they all agree. Adam Silver's doing nothing about it. Doc is doing nothing about it. Someone needs to do something about it. I don't know who it is, but someone needs to do something about it. The The promotion did sell out the stadium, and uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I, I know it was a tough loss, and I know it does affect you as a player, but um, what did you think that part of the halftime entertainment was having Fallout Boy play through the entirety of their album from Under the Cork Tree? Um, that was personally very exciting for me, given that I am a huge fallout boy fan um again having them build a stage during halftime and then for them to play during the third quarter timeouts was very um i i think their songs are a little bit too long to have just be in the break so you're listening to a chunk of the song and then they have to clear for us to play and then they have to put the stage back play again the rest of the song take you know they're just doing too much with that i agree Um, it's 4 a.m now i'm very tired yeah i do think though that um i wish i don't think fallout boy are sixers fans 
They did several <laughs> times say, fuck the 76ers. <laughs> it was uncharacteristically rude for them. Given that Fallout Boy is from... <laughs> Please put your phone away. <laughs> this is a press given conference. That follow, given that Follow Up Boy is an American rock band filmed in Wilmot, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, they are Bulls fans. So I did think it was weird that Adam the Silver... In, in, we did not play the Bulls no, during the game. Pacers. But we did play the Pacers. Um, <laughs> so you would assume that they would book a band that is a fan of the city of Philadelphia. Um, such as? Such as, um, such, as uh, such as Hopalong. Such as Hopalong. Um, you know, even though Hopalong is not necessarily a Fall Out Boy level band, um, they could... In- Play, they could have played the entirety of Barker Head Off Dog. I'm just saying. Yeah. Francis, Francis uh, great could have point. Done it. Francis could have done it. Um, Reed, I know uh, you as the reporter, yeah. is a fan of longtime Hopalong. Sixers beat reporter. The long time, also Hopalong fan. It's true. I do think that uh, you could have had some input in that. But um, I thanks for your time, up. Catherine. And I agree that um, this would have been a great opportunity for them to sell some more albums and build their uh, stature. Um, good luck in, in tomorrow's game. Thank you so much. Back to back. It's, it's tough. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> There's no bands from Philadelphia. Yeah, I think Japanese Breakfast is from Philadelphia. Well, I typed in American Rock Band because I wanted it to be. Uh, the same as what I looked up for. Oh, yeah. Fall Out Boys, an American rock band. I love Wikipedia. This product is brought to you by Wikipedia. <laughs> Please donate today. <laughs> Who says I still I don't have improv chops? You guys, I fucked up. Paul and Oates are from Philadelphia. Damn. I'll, 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 I'll cut it back that out. Would have been, I won't can do you, Yeah, can you dub in over when I say hop along, just say Hall and Oates? Say it right now so you can get it clean. Yeah, give, it. give it to me clean. I don't think I'll do this, but give it to me clean. Call a note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see. I, I, no promises. Also, didn't realize I was playing for the 76ers. <laughs> I don't know. I threw that at you. That's improv, yeah, maybe. You did. Yeah. Uh, this is like a weird short form improv game. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was very hard. As uh, someone that does not do improv and has never you did done great. It. I thought it was fun. The world we created. Played in all sandbox together. Yeah. This, that's the UCB training. It is. I believe it. Great. All right. Zeke, so you want to go next or I can go next? Sure. I, sure, I can go next. All right. Uh, this is this is improv, and I am as stressed out as I was <laughs> doing any improv show. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> um, Isaac, great game out there tonight. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, 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 I was I on mic. I'm so sorry, man. I didn't mean to say any of that to you. It's all, it's all right, Isaac. How are the kids? They're good. They're good. Uh, Thanksgiving just happened. It was a great time to be there. It was. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, did your kids enjoy watching you uh, absolutely throw the game in the fourth quarter tonight? Um, could you repeat the question? 
I said, did your kids enjoy watching you throw the game tonight in the fourth quarter? Your, your name's Reed, right? That's right. Beloved beat reporter for the Antonio Spurs. Do you have kids? No, I'm alone. Uh, you're going you're gonna to stay that way. <laughs> Thanks, Isaac. <laughs> Isaac storms out of the out of the press conference. Oh, I don't know. You started hot. I had to come in hot. <laughs> so quickly. Oh my god. Very good. Isaac needs to ask Reed the questions. I think there's a. I think there's a tension right now. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll ask the questions. All right, you ready to go, Reed? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. Uh, Reed, before the game, you tweeted, I hate this team. Um, could you elaborate on that? And um, why would you tweet something like that? Before yeah, that? that's actually really funny you bring that up. That wasn't about uh, the Houston Rockets, who I love, and they pay for my contract, and I would like to continue to make money. That was actually, I was playing Apex Legends before the game started, and just my team, they weren't doing it. We didn't get the kills we needed, and um, we lost the game, so... Oh, just a follow Big up. Gamer, so, so, yeah. you, you know, said that uh, you played the game. It's called Apex Legends. Uh, right. Do you usually play video games instead of practicing? Or well, it's funny that you say that. It's just um, uh, coach was like, "All right, uh, everyone, twenty minute break. Go play your favorite video game." So I was at practice. I was there. Um, there aren't photos of me there or video of me there, but I, I was there. Um, and my teammates didn't see me either, but I was doing a private practice thing with um, with our, our defensive coach. Um, uh, his name's Ted. Um, and he told me, he gave me a 20 minute break. He said, go play your favorite video game. So I did that. I did that. It's, it's part of our training. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> this team seems to be on a six game losing streak. Um, do you think maybe this might have something to do with the video game playing, or do you think uh, you can turn it around in the next couple of games? Um, you know, we're just going to go out there as a team. Uh, it's, 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 it's team, team sport. And we're going to go back out there tomorrow and we're going to give it the best what we got. Um, it's, it's been tough, but uh, coach has our backs and I got, I got everyone's back. Uh, one, one final question. Mm-hmm. Do you have kids? <laughs> uh, I have eight, eight kids. Uh, no further questions. All right, thank you. <laughs> the court is the courtroom seed. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I was just like, that's how reporters talk. There's a good, uh, you can cut this out, but there's a good Nate Bargatze bit where he he says like oh i'm sorry i'm not taking questions right now like in the funniest way where i'm like i want to integrate that phrase into my everyday life when someone starts asking me a question just say i'm sorry i'm not taking questions right sorry now. i'm not taking questions <laughs> not taking questions right yeah, now. he's good he's good um wait i have i have questions for both of you but i oh, don't know nice. if i i don't know if i should ask you separately or if i'm allowed to what is this like another press conference bit? I don't know. Yes, it's a part of a press conference. Yeah. We could do a, a two header like uh, yeah. Stephen Adams, Russell so, Westbrook one. But what, but what team are you guys on? Um, You're on the same team. Let's yeah, be the, let's be on the Clippers. Yeah, we'll be. On the oh, Clippers. perfect. That okay. addresses my question perfectly. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. 
uh, Isaac and Reed, uh, thank you for doing this press conference together. What do you think of how bad your city edition jerseys are on the Clippers? <laughs> you, want, you want to answer this one? Uh, well, let me first make sure I know what the 2021, 2022. Don't worry. Like. Don't worry. I will tell you they are the baby blue ones that oh, are not good. Uh, thank you. Um, I do know what those jerseys look like. Uh, we wore them today, actually. Um, you know, sometimes you just don't, uh, you get in your head and I'm more about the, my routine before the game and, and making sure my teammates are right than I am about the actual Jersey I'm wearing or that color, the name, the name on the front of the Jersey, the team name, that's, what's most important to me and the Clippers. I, I will die for this team. And these as a bonus, these are the best jerseys I've ever worn. They're beautiful. They've got a nice baby blue and orange. There's a sale detail on the shorts um, to, you know, reference the city's, um, the team's history as being named for clipper ships in the Bay of San Diego. But of course the team moved to Los Angeles, kept the name, but, uh, steam means everything to me. This jerseys, um, bury me in this Jersey. Isaac, what do you think? Um, we don't have to entertain this, uh, clear hate speech read, you know, what? I love this team. By the reporter. By me. Oh, by oh by yeah, you're right. You're right. Wait, well, well do, do you hate this team? Uh, no. I love this team. I die for uh, this team. Very in this jersey. Next question. End it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> end it right as Isaac says next question. Um, I do think those jerseys are perfect, but... I, I know. And you're wrong. <laughs> baby blue jerseys forever. Those those blue Rockets jerseys, the Oilers colors jerseys last year, two years ago. Very good. I think I think the orange on it is really nice. It's really nice. It's really good. You don't see a lot of orange. I mean, you know, Catherine had orange this stuff, but uh, she'll be wearing those socks. Yeah, because I'm usually wearing pants. You can't see them. Can't okay. see the socks. The pants. Like, uh, some crop pants. The pants are covering the socks. Also, the socks aren't baby blue. The socks are white, baby blue, and orange. The they're not. The jerseys are baby blue, and that's all you can see. It's a good color. A shirt is sort of baby bluish. Um, that was a good bit, though. Read. Oh, that. thank you. That was Isaac's idea. I think. Uh, good idea. Stretch those improv muscles. Good stuff. <laughs> Um, good work, everyone. Um, cool. You all got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? I guess that's a no. Uh, <laughs> thanks for like, listening. Sorry, I was gonna say it looked like Isaac was gonna say something. That's why. Oh, I Isaac, did, were you? I thought, I thought you were gonna say something. I no, I saw you look and it was about to say something, but no, I have nothing else to say except. Thank you for having me on. Isaac, uh, Isaac, sorry. Uh, Isaac, do you have anything you want to promote? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let, yeah, let's Catherine promote. Catherine, you promote your oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't gonna... have... I, I mean, I guess it's our stuff. Uh, this will come out this week, right? Yeah, yes. it'll come out Tuesday. Yeah. Until December 3rd on Follow Through's uh, website, followthrough.studio slash shop. There is a cover story follow through bundle featuring art that Isaac, original art that Isaac made about of Michael Jordan. 
and it's a collaboration with Alex Wong and follow through, which is my job. <laughs> um, Alex Wong made this great book called Cover Story, which is talks about NBA uh, magazine covers. And Isaac created this kind of original recreation of a very classic Michael Jordan Sportsman of the Year cover. And it's on a tote bag and you get the book and it's up until December 3rd. We also put up our hats. Um, great hat. Looks like the Wayne's World logo. Mm -hmm. um, they're very fun. But yeah, those are up for a couple more days. If you guys want to. Yeah, the art that Isaac did for this is very cool. He also awesome. hand hand redid the follow through logo. Um, for and the, made it uh, into, yeah, and made it into a like type face. And also Isaac and I made a little, I, I can't say I made it because it's all our, Isaac's work, but we kind of made this little zine of Isaac's like progress work of creating the original design. So it like folds into a little zine and shows all of his process. And then when you open it, it's like a big Michael Jordan. Um, I'm not selling this very well, but it's no, you're doing a great job. The art is super cool. Check yeah. it out. Follow through dot studio slash shop. I got to grab one before they're gone. I actually yeah. think uh, the best part of it is the zine. And I, I tell people fully that Catherine, Catherine and I worked on this. Like, this is our zine, even though... Alex Wong, you're on notice. <laughs> well, the zine, the zine is... Alex really likes it. I, <laughs> I sent him a video of it, and he was he was like, that's sick, it's so cool. So he's really excited. Oh, nice. It really is uh, so tiny. Like, it's just, like, literally a normal piece of paper. <laughs> Like yeah. I'm scared people eight and a half by eleven. Like truly a piece of printer. Oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's like, it's like real small. Yeah, well, I'm excited yeah. to see it. It's fun. That's awesome. Uh, sorry, I asked as a bit if Isaac had anything to promote because I meant to ask you, Catherine, if you had anything to promote. But if, if um, I'm glad you were able to plug <laughs> you and Isaac's collab. Yeah. No, it's um, I'm excited. It's up for a week, and uh, I mean, we we sold a bunch already, <laughs> so I'm excited, and like people are excited about it and uh it's really cool and, you know next week i just have to uh, pack them all up ship them all out <laughs> <laughs> so order everyone should order one but don't order too many because you're gonna make <laughs> Catherine's job harder yes thank you so much order like a, the perfect amount so where it's like it, it does great numbers but it's not like backbreaking work for Catherine. Cool. Catherine, thanks again for doing the podcast. It's always a blast to have you on. I feel like you keep us uh, on topic more than ever. I, we like actually end up talking about more basketball stuff when you're here. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I feel like I'm always making Isaac talk about food. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'm always making Isaac talk about like the Mandalorian instead of basketball. <laughs> yeah, it is true. I, I, I give him a long leash and he just is. Uh, I use all of it. <laughs> I mean, but having I, a guest keeps us uh, keeps us honest. I feel like I'm a guest that does feed into your everyone's tangents, though. But Isaac telling me that your dad thinks that I'm actually knowledgeable about basketball. I you are. I'm I, very aware of it, and I'm just trying to make sure your dad is proud of me. You, you're knowledgeable. <laughs> it's a it's a blast to have you on. Thanks thanks for doing it's it. Very fun, and I'm excited to listen to it um yeah thanks for having me of course talk about uh, my favorite person in the world uh russell westbrook big shot rob um 
<laughs> shot rust. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Please be sure to rate and review us on your podcast app of choosing. Uh, be sure to recommend this uh, podcast to your friend who's the most antagonistic towards the press. That's the kind of fan we want for this podcast. Shout out to Baxter Holmes, writer of the ESPN article, Michelin restaurants and fabulous wines inside the secret team dinners, inside the secret team dinners that have built the Spurs dynasty. Um, Once again, Baxter, do not get canceled. Uh, Isaac, do you have anything you'd like to say? (laughs) Uh, No, but in the words of Russell Westbrook, what? Love you, Russ. Thanks for doing the podcast, Russell Westbrook. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.